Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. How are you? Good evening. I'm all right. I've been better. I'm running I'm running hot right now. A little stressed, I can the, tell you. A little the, stressed. The blood pressure is high. We were talking about it before the show. Uh, texted you, Jim, about 4.30. said, hey, I have some free time. About 4.33. Turns out I did not have some free time. Had to get an Uber. Work stuff. Work crap. Everybody thinks that they're uh, – everybody, everybody thinks everybody else is dumb. This is my new thing that's driving me nuts is oh, that yeah. everybody talks to everyone else like they think they're dumb. And sometimes you got to show up and show that you aren't dumb. So I did that for about two and a half hours. So went down the to the engine office. is engine is running. Not even an office. It was some bullshit at a bar in the city. Uh, like an, they call it an offsite, a QBR, quarterly business review, that they thought that they were going to handle. And then some people don't know what's going on, so they they phoned a friend. So I, I show up wearing fucking having shaved, wearing what I'm wearing now, to a bunch of guys dressed up and. Hey, what happened with this? What did you look into that? Did you do this? Like I'm an idiot. He's like, well, no, I didn't do the obvious. I considered all of the things that you've said, and that's how we landed. We're circling back to exactly why you questioned me in the first place. Does it make sense now how I did what I did? Yes, it does. All these fucking people getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. I just wanted to kick somebody's fucking head through the wall. So now we're getting started. Nice. Fucking let it out, brother. I like being the boss because. When people say, like, well, why do we do this? I say, because I fucking said so. That's why. It doesn't matter. Because I said so. Why is this over here? Because I want it there. You Steve Austin them. You Steve and Austin them. That's it. You'll see why. I'll explain later. But for now, it's because I said so. Then later it's like, oh, actually, it is easier that way. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, I w- someday I'll get to that to that point. That's right. I'm I'm bullying four other people. I'm fucking such a big boss. I'm just yelling at everybody. In no, in the know. interim, it's really just don't. like, can we stop talking to everybody else? Because especially when stuff doesn't, if the stuff isn't going well, mm-hmm. everybody looks at the person next to them like, this. It must be because these people before I was here are stupid as shit. Yeah, I'm and, a big fan of blaming other people. <laughs> I don't know where this I came from. I, I, I try not to look at other people. Like I guess I do it too. I'm guilty of it, but it's like everybody walks around like everybody they see is fucking dumb. An idiot. <laughs> so, Chris, how you doing? You feeling dumb? No, oh, I'm always feeling dumb. All right, how are you? I'm good. Scratched, feeling good. Looking eh, good. You know, yeah. Closet doors good, open. I can see good. it. I can see closet, closet doors, doors open. being open. What's going on there? <laughs> There we go. I can see the G.I. Joes now. G.I. Joes are back. Super 7 G.I. Joes. Yeah, I got nothing. Made a purchase this week. Oh, well, you got something. What's up? Yeah. I oh, bought breaking myself. It out. Here we go. You got to go on YouTube and check it out. Wrestling is hard production. Oh, he's going to start skating again. Look a new you. deck. Fuck yeah. He was a skater boy. He said, see you later, boy. That's right. That's a good one. Because he wasn't good enough for her. Explain to Huber. our listeners what you got going on here. Is that a John yep. Huber? It's a Huber. It's uh, the company is. It's a John Huber. The company is. Um, I bought it solely based on the name of the company. Uh, so new skate shop opened in town. Uh, I'll go back all the way back. So first of all, it's I bought it because the uh, company name is Terror of Planet X. 
So that was. I'm on board. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. So a uh, couple, I guess, like last month or so, I um, Tony Hawk doc on uh, HBO. Yeah, I put it on. Which, I put it on at work. I didn't get to catch much of it. It's it's a good doc. You know, I mean, it's you know, it just tells Tony Hawk fucking uh, warts and all. You know, all this shitty behavior later in life and all that other crap. But um, and I was thinking to myself, why not? Why did you stop? And and you know, I never really truly got into it enough. Uh, like I really wanted to. Uh, when I was a kid, get into skating. You mean skating? Yeah. When I was a kid, there was nobody to skate with. No, we and, had skating uh, friends. There was a couple, but it was right at that like late '80s peak before it crashed mm-hmm. for the first time or the second time, I should say. Remember that little so, ass skateboard I used? Yeah, a little tiny one. It looked like a fucking little, Swedish little penny board. Yeah, because then they started selling them like legit versions of those not too yeah. long, like not too long ago. Mine was so from, like Kitty City or Toys R Us or something. Yeah, I'm watching, I'm watching the doc, and I'm thinking to myself, like, you never did this. And then when we were kids, or when I was younger, you know, as Jimmy will rightfully attest, uh, nobody was driving us to a skate shop or taking us to go skate. That would have taken up precious time of sitting on the couch and watching TV. No, our parents did not so, support any habits or any hobbies. No, whatsoever. any hobbies it at all. Cause us to have some habits. Our parents yeah. not supporting hobbies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and then when I got older and I got in with the guys like, you know, um, there's a skate shop in Philly Nocturnal. Mm. And I knew a bunch of those guys. And all I had to do is say, you know, hey, I, I, I always, I never really got to really get into this. And, you know, because it's kind of a, a protected scene. Yeah. You know, yeah. but those guys, I was friends with all those guys. Those guys would let me go skating with them. They wouldn't have told me like they would have showed me shit. They would have they would have let me hang out and fuck around. But I just at that point, uh, you know, drugs were cool. So I, I never different. really I mean, truly really got into it. Real quick, just to, I think it's a little different now. I think the newer generation is more like accepting of new people. Yeah, well, I, I think mean, that's some of the older guys. Of, of course, things. when you get older in anything, you're like, I was there before you were doing any of that, man. <laughs> yeah, that's everybody. That's gatekeeping. But I think like younger generation is much more like accepting of different people trying out something new well uh, you know i'll tell you old. For... i've heard that a bunch of times you're never too old to start i told i i told i i sorry i uh from firsthand experience you know like uh training jujitsu it's the, I, i'm at the point in which like i see new people and i'm happy that there's new people and I'm happy when new people, guys that started well after me, become a serious pain in the ass when we're training and I can't do shit. Yeah. That makes me happy. At some point, most of my life, and I, and sometimes you have to stop yourself. And you get a little, like, internally, you get a little, and you have to fucking stop yourself and go, like, dude, wrong. That's wrong. You know, so I'm not going to lie and say I'm perfect, but, you know, I don't still do that once in a while. But it's the same thing. I can concur you are not perfect. Um. And it's funny because I was wondering, I'm like, so I, there was a new skate shop open. So I checked it out and I was talking to the guy. And then I found out through the guy that like, <laughs> apparently my town in South Jersey is loaded with fucking Philly dudes. Yeah. And, um, they set up a skate park, uh, down the street from my house, um, across the street from the brewery. The, uh, one guy that owns the skate shop is a bartender at the brewery by my house. Uh, one right so at the end of your block. At the end of my block. Yeah. And um, what the brewery is or yeah, it's Homewood Brewing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, and this case, our listeners down, want to stalk you out. They'll know where yeah, to find also you. Down, also down the street from my house, we have a VFW hall and there's a brand new fucking parking lot and no cars in there. So there I've been is. going, 
The last time I was there, they just paved it. I was like, ooh, this is beautiful. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. So I'll go down there like in the mornings, sometimes like 9, 10 in the morning. I go out and I kick all the rocks and and, and shit. And I just, you know, tool around, try to ollie, which I still can't do. But, you know, you you get better. And, uh, no, I'm really happy. I just haven't had a chance to use it enough, you know. So uh, hopefully I'll get out there. Tomorrow looks like a good day. I'll go out tomorrow. Nice. But, you know. It's that time of the year. Yeah, I got I got my helmet out, my scoot. Oh, nice! Look at that thing! Look at that fucking thing! It's real shiny. Yeah, I took it out for the first time this season, uh, two days ago. And you know, it's always this weird thing where it's like, oh, I don't want to take it out. I don't, don't want to check the tire. Like, I check the tire level. Oh, do that. And then as soon as I got on, I was like, this is the best. Riding scooters or riding a bike or anything, whatever your hobby is. Once that winter breaks and it's like legit officially spring and you get out there, you're like, fuck yeah, man. What am I doing? Why didn't I not? Why was I holding out and doing this again? Fuck that cold bullshit, though. I ain't fucking. I bought I bought cold gear and everything to ride it all year long. Ugh. Hell no. Too cold. Anything else? I will. <laughs> I will do this. Hold on. I did. I did promise people that when I uh, my buddy, when I showed him, I got a new board. I promised him that I will drop into my pool. Oh, while, no. the, while the pool is filled with water. Oh, fuck yeah, I want that videotape. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to videotape. 100% pure adrenaline. There's nothing in the world like it. You do have insurance, right? What? Yeah, I have health insurance, okay. but I'm dropping. Wait, I'm dropping in while the pool has water in it. Oh. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> Although, I don't know. I got We have to drain the pool. We have to drain the pool Yeah. at the end of the year. Maybe, definitely at the end of next year because I got to paint it. Yeah. And, How long do you uh, have to paint a pool? every three four years okay uh we bought i bought an automatic pool cleaner last year and the robot i was yeah, no, I, was yeah, robot. And I was i was i was noticing bits of paint in it and i got all nervous because i just assumed because i have a tendency of doing the wrong shit quite often oh, yeah. without jumping into things and not doing a research we were just talking before we started recording about trial and error yeah and, <laughs> and i was like you, oh how you get 50 percent through something and you finally figured out how to do it and you're an expert suddenly Right, and I said, I, I, I was like, fuck, man, I bought the wrong pool cleaner. It's ripping the pool, paint off the pool. And then I thought, because of the house we bought, I thought, fuck, that asshole that we bought the house of put the wrong paint in the pool because the paint's coming off the pool. And then I, I Googled it, and uh, it was yeah, four years in a concrete pool, and you got to yeah. paint it. So we're going to have to drain it this year and next. Brent, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I'm sorry. It just doesn't matter yeah. what you do. There's always one like this year. I'm gonna open my pool myself. That'll save me three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have to fucking paint my pool and drain it, so that'll cost me X. It's always there's always one massive spend. It never it never fails. Well, that's always the thing. It's like I could like with my bike. I'm gonna have to once I hit five hundred miles. Actually, I'm under five hundred miles still. Rode for a whole summer. Well, the whole fall. I'm still under five hundred miles. That's the best thing about a scooter. <laughs> It just, I don't go anywhere on it. I could ride it forever, but I got to get an oil change at 500. And it's like, do I do it myself? I'm not fucking doing it myself. I'm paying the service charge. I'm getting somebody else to do it. Do it. Do it yourself. I'm not doing it. I'm fucking in the middle of freaking do it, do it, do it, do in Philadelphia. It. No nah, you know what? Ch- changing your oil is very easy. Getting rid of it, though. Lugging the oil yeah, someplace to get rid of it is it. why bother. Just take it to somebody. Because yeah. I could do it on my truck. I don't even need a... Uh, Need to lift it up. Like if I had to slide garage. right under that thing. Today I had to get a plug in my tire. I could, because we're Chris and I are going out of town. We'll talk about that eventually. I had to get a plug in my tire. I got a fucking I just screw like 
this tiny little screw and I had this slow leak that I would have to refill it every five days. So like I watched the guy do it. I take it to Diaz, you know, Diaz tires sure. underneath the L. Yeah. Right, right to, on Gerard. Uh, no, it's a uh, front street and Norse uh, right under the L. Yeah. I, you know, it's yes. I know. I right know on the corner. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, I go there and I pull up and the guy's just, and I'm like, tell him what's going on. And, you know, he checks my tire. He's like, you know, a Puerto Rican guy, like English second language by far. He's like, uh, tire full, tire full. How often, how often do you fill? I'm like, uh, I just filled it like two days ago. I fill to, you know, to PSI. I fill to 50. He's like, okay, okay. Get in, turn wheel. I turn the wheel, he sprays it down. And then you see it bubbling. It's a soapy liquid bubbling. Yeah. And I see him do it. And he's got, it's basically like a fucking, like a, it looks like a screwdriver, but it's got a, uh, like a drill bit on the end. And he puts that in and then he plugs in this piece of rubber, seals it, and then he just charged me 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Yeah. 10 fucking dollars. It was three minutes it took him to do this thing. 10 bucks. I gave him 15. He's like, oh, thank you very much. And I left. I'm like, I could probably do that myself. It cost me ten fucking dollars, and I didn't have to do anything. It would probably yeah. cost me, you know, it would take thirty minutes for me to do it. I'd be cursing the whole time, especially that first time. And also, I'd be doing it on Ann Street and not in a garage. <laughs> not that you're doing a garage there; you're doing it like on a parking area. But fuck that convenience charge. Brandon, thoughts? I'm go- I'm in a trend where I'm going the other way, where I, I spend too much of my money off of just convenience, and now I'm just like nose down. I'm just gonna start learning how to do everything. I've been I was watching YouTube videos earlier today about how to hang a chandelier. I don't have a chandelier. I don't. I'm not planning on buying a chandelier. But just all of everything that seems intimidating to me or confusing, I've just been. A switch is flipped. I'm like, I hate that someone knows how to do this, and now I'm not the person who knows how to do this. Right. I'm just gonna figure out how to do it because they're not any smarter than me. Ten bucks, probably. Worth Ten it. bucks. I think, dude. I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm on your side on this, but 15, in general, I'm just like, I gave you know, a stop. Fifty percent tip. Some guy with dirty fingernails bucks. shows up and he's and he's fixing my air conditioning unit. Yeah. And I'm just like, I have a feeling like in under three hours I could know everything this guy knows about his job. Uh, my wife fixed our uh, washer years ago. She looked it up on YouTube, found out how to wash it or fix it. It took her like fucking 20 minutes to fix it. It was replacing a switch. We would have had to pay somebody probably $200 to come out and check, check it out. Be- uh, and a piece of that is it's, it's more than just the money. It's the embarrassment, like potential embarrassment and horror of the person that knows what they're doing just taking you for a ride because they know that you don't know a fucking thing. Dude, $10, $10 bucks. it doesn't matter. Bucks. You I could have charged I, me 20 In general, just having to talk to someone and, and having them be like, well, you know, this, you know, you're just going to have to fucking spend this. I don't ever want to be that person. that's like, well, I don't know any better. So, but I got you. Right. If I had gone to like pet boys, they would have charged me 40 bucks and it would probably would have taken an hour. This was, I'm telling you legit under five minutes that he was fucking done. And it's like, all right, see you later. I'm like, thanks brother. I left. Then I crashed my car. One less problem. <laughs> <laughs> any, final, any final thoughts before we move on to wrestling? No. Okay, let's move on to wrestling. Um, you may have heard of this. We talked about it for two weeks. We went and saw AEW live at the Leah Corner Center in Philadelphia. We see. Uh, it was definitely a show. Brandon, thoughts? 
on this show in general? Everything. I don't fucking care. It's our show. We can so talk this about what we second, want. This was our second time going. It was my third time going. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd was definitely the the largest that it's been. I think that's a good thing. I was happy to see it uh, like packed. Good for AEW. The first time sure. I, the first for wrestling in general, and for me, I I don't want to go to something where I'm sitting there and there's every five seats there's another person. Right. Just it's more fun if people are into it. Uh, the quality of the crowd I would say has improved. Uh, we got into a little bit of a spat. I wouldn't call it a fight. It was a we managed the situation, but it's worth talking about at some point. Uh, other than that, yeah, it was kind of a dump of a dynamite. Agreed. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Brandon on this one. Like, when we go to these things, uh, it's more about the hang than it is about the card. I mean, the cards, uh, you always want it to be a good card. That was not a good card when the biggest match on the card was Dax versus uh, Cash or whatever their names are. Cash and, and Cash and Dax. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Yeah, so it was and that. Nicar, not, and and um, Serena D. Which, they were like the two big ones. Yeah, and 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 honestly, you know, because that of what Brandon said about the crowd, I mean, you know, not not that sucked that sucked all the all the energy out of that match. Um, but when the crowd ruins the hang, you know, um, I will say it, we it's, overcame it's, that though. Yeah, we did, but still, well, here's the problem. We overcame that, but the card still sucked afterwards, yeah, so what's the, the point of overcoming it that we went through dealing with a, you know, obnoxious, trolly racist, and um, just, you know, and then who didn't give a shit about anybody or anything that anyone said until he got yelled at, then he shut up for the rest of the night. Then, um, you know, it just, it, it, when the card's kind of, it's not going to fucking... You, you can't recover, really. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, uh, you know, and especially with AEW. Uh, I, I think this has happened both times we've gone to AEW. It's like, you know, one, two, three, ding, ding, ding. Okay, let's get out. And then some shit happens afterwards. It's like, I don't even I don't fucking even know care. What I think Mox and I'm not came even, out. They did some kind of promo or something. I was just like, oh, I got I don't know. And they were hugging some girl in the ring. Like, and fuck some, 11 o'clock. I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm a grown-ass man. A bunch of ECW chants for people who, like never went to like who believe in the in the in the myth, myth. of ecw that it was so good you it's know and, and let me tell you something though i mean that's to my point of it's about to hang because if you were going to ecw back in the day you're gonna have a good time yeah. but the wrestling wasn't it was good it's Belomo. it was a fucking great night but the wrestling was cr- i mean i slapped road warrior hawk as hard as i could in the no, back it was amazing and, it was so good. and he didn't even know he didn't even and i hurt my hand so many was, fucking painkillers probably and yeah booze. fucking void shooting out of his ears but um I mean, you know, it's it's uh, so it's about the hang. But when something fucks with the hang, it kind of just puts like the best way to it. It didn't ru- ruin my night, but it definitely was a bummer, you know, and because somebody else's behavior uh, affected me and I can't stand that shit. So it's, you know, the weird thing about going to professional wrestling, it's like we I've been to enough shows over the years to say that I've a lot of times the crowd stinks at a lot of shows like lots more than it doesn't. Yeah. Like it, it's always stinks and it's whether you're going to put up with it or not. 
You know what I mean? Like, I we just so happened to be stuck right in front of the guy that was the, the obnoxious guy in our section. I mean, it was, yeah. If I hadn't antagonized the guy, he would have kept going for the rest of the night. We did a little song and dance, and then after it was all over, he shut up and he left after fucking dynamite anyway. You know what I mean? And 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 pulled the oh no fucking told on. Maybe right next time nobody will tell on me. You're leaving. You're gone, bro. See ya. Goodbye. Bye. Have a good night. All right. Well, uh, the, go ahead, Brandon. What? How this happened? It's uh, circumstances that it had that guy just been that guy. I'm not sure that it, any of us would have said anything. Right. But he then led a personal conversation between us. He, the guy like dropped his phone underneath my seat and then addressed us and was like, "Can you?" Can you get my phone? And that was enough for us to be like, well, I think Jimmy was just like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you, dude. You stink and I'm not helping you. You and suck. That, that, then from there, it was a little bit You're of fireworks. You're an asshole. So, so I think we probably there. wouldn't have just like ignored it until it was just like, well, here's an opportunity that now this guy's speaking to me directly. Uh-huh. I was like, was well, you're chance. not going to get it. <laughs> yeah, it was that, my that fucking was a, chance. The door the was open and I jammed my foot inside it. <laughs> can, I, can I interrupt you here? Yeah. Of course. Uh so that exact chain of events where person A is acting like an asshole and then person A interacts with with Jimmy and then that's Jimmy's chance to tell that dude what an asshole he is. This is not even fucking close to the first time in any situation, any situation you can imagine. It's not even close <laughs> To the first time that this has happened. I mean, this has been Jimmy's M.O. for as long as I can fucking remember. I will. I'll put up with your shit until you address me personally. And then, then I will done. tell you to your face, you're a piece we, of shit. I'm going to tell this story. Do, I'm gonna you're tell. a piece of shit. Do something about it. Okay. I'm going to tell this story. Uh, Go right ahead. Don't, <laughs> nothing that's going to get me any in, in jail, please. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, we we were at Lollapalooza. At the uh, <laughs> what is this? Pl- what is that place called now? Whatever the place on the ri- on Camden. the Delaware River in, in Camden, uh, that's a half in and out Festival amphitheater. Fest? No, no, over in Camden side. Oh, BBT. Uh, okay, so we go to Lollapalooza. Tweeter. And Tweeter Center. It was the Tweeter, I think, then. Sony Blockbuster Entertainment Center. So anyway. We go. Does it play again Sports Center at some point or something? I don't know. But anyway, so we go, and uh, the headliners, the reason why we go are is Tool. That's the headliner. And Corn. Nice. I was really hyped for Corn. Corn. Corn Tool. So we end up going, and um, we, we may or may not. <laughs> has sucked down so many balloons in the parking oh, lot. We imbibed Quite we imbibed and then may or may not have gotten fucking barbecued on the fucking lawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, like out of our fucking minds, blasted barbecued. Just just hold on before, before we talk about this. Chris, I don't know if this is the same story, but I'm going to tie them together and pretend it is. So uh, we were um, uh, smoking outside this the show and if it wasn't guy, a, if it wasn't a tool slash corn show i i wouldn't ask this question but just to confirm on what oh it was uh, marijuana. <laughs> marijuana the green stuff not the methamphetamine yeah. so, <laughs> could be anything in that <laughs> i was smoking monster energy drinks crack um, and dmt yeah 
So I was outside. Some guy, friend of ours, knew a guy. I don't know, Chris. You might not. This might not be the same story, but I'm gonna tie them together anyway. Knew a guy. I was offered a bowl. Meanwhile, I'd already in, ingested way too many things, various different things. And I put the bowl to my mouth, went to light it, and I coughed as soon as it went to my lips, and the fucking bud went flying in the air like a piece of popcorn and took off. And I just so, was like, we were on the ground looking. Well, I wasn't on the ground looking. I was laughing too hard. Two guys were on the ground, ground scrounging on the ground looking for the bud. I was laughing so fucking hard. I was like, I'll pay you for it if you want. So, so, so we're fucking, we're sitting on the lawn and fucking, I mean, I, I can't remember being that high, like that fucking stoned ever again in my entire life. And we're like, kind of just, and who comes on, but Snoop. Yes. Now at the time, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to, I'm just going to real quick. When, when the first time I was exposed to Snoop was during the, was on the deep cover soundtrack with Dre. Okay. And everybody was hype about him. And then he was on the chronic and everybody hype about him. And then he came out with his own album, solo, solo album. And in mine and a lot of people my age's opinion, if I can, because it wasn't what we expected. People might listen to this and be like, these guys are fucking assholes for saying it. Right. I think it was at uh, our age group who grew up with hip hop through the mid to late eighties into the early nineties. That, uh, you, Chris was a big fan of Biggie Smalls. I wasn't, but that like, like that, that, those years, 94, 95, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that grew up with the younger stuff kind of people that were open to different kinds of music kind of moved away from it. And you were like, this is kind of cheesy now. You could tell yes. it was commercial at that point. Yes. It was, yes. it was definitely created for white people to listen to at that point. And you were yes. like, Mm, okay, now it's not so cool anymore. It's so, well, me. also, and it's also, you know, you went, you went from that the Chronic album, which is one of my favorite albums of all time, and then Snoop had come along with something where he had introduced all the funk into his music, and I wasn't a fan of it. It's right. not knocking him in any way. He's on in the pantheon of awesomeness when it comes to music, and it comes to just his him as a person. Okay, fine, let's get past that. But we weren't into Snoop, and this now is at the time of Murder Was the Case. Mm-hmm completely separated from this right and um there was a lot of white kids all white kids with bandanas and stuff and it was this whole scene that i didn't i had never been a part of and i mean you got to remember also at this point i'm working at the goddamn trocadero in philadelphia and at the electric factory so i go to every goddamn concert there is to go to and i've never seen these people so anyway a group of them group of kids are walking across the lawn and they're like looking at people and they're saying stuff and it's not during snoop it's during another band and a guy's singing the chorus of a song that he probably doesn't know but the chorus is very repetitive and he's singing it and he's pointing at people he's walking as he's walking past like aggressively (laughs) and this he comes up and he asks jim for a light hey man you got a light and Jim flies out of his off his ass. We were sitting on the lawn, you know. Jim flies to his feet and he's like, "What the fuck? Did you say what the fuck? What? 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 What?
guy went from torturing people to shitting his pants, and I'm fucking much larger than I am right now. I'm like a top on the lawn. I can't get up to stop, to stop Jim. I'm laughing my ass off. And I'm finally like, dude, he's just asking you for a light. He's just asking you for a light. But it was one of those situations where I was laughing so hard I couldn't fucking function. Because I'm like, whatever happens, happens. I don't give a shit. We have to go home. We got to go home. But we're watching, and we're watching this. And all three of us, it was three of us at the time, we were, I think it was three of us, sitting yeah. there, and we're watching. And we're like, this fucking guy, this fucking guy. And the meter, and the meter is... And it hit the point where it was like... And I was just... I was It, it was either... I was going to walk away and I was going to calm down or there was going to be an interaction, whether I caused it or he was going to cause it. Usually they cause it. So I've seen that happen quite a few times on different levels. That's just, that's just one of them. Brandon thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wrestling podcast. You're muted. That's a, that's hilarious. I, uh, I was just thinking. I think we're going to do two and a half hours anyway, without any any of the. <laughs> we're forty five already. What are you talking about? That's we're okay. Right, we got to blow through some wrestling. I was like, and I enjoy every second of it. And this is why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place is yeah. to fish these stories out. So I'd rather I'd rather do this than anything else. But I was laughing at Chris telling a story about that time in Snoop Dogg's life. Yeah, to right. Get to a story about. <laughs> To get to, a, to, to get to a story about the wrestling, I'm like, this is what this is really what we should be doing. But at that event, I was like, I've been here in many t- situations in my life where two other people start to fight, or someone says something, it deserves a fight. My friends engage in the fight, and then I always insert myself at the the keystone spot of someone that eventually has to cause a physical altercation and i'm like i've been here before i don't want to be this guy again that grabs this guy by the shirt and now it's a different level of thing so i left the after security went and didn't kick the guy out and they just said hey you need to calm down i just left the row that we were in and went back up to security i didn't know that jimmy was there apparently he was right behind me i realized afterwards and just said to security i'm like just so you know this isn't going to be good he didn't kick (laughs) the guy out we're in the middle of a fight I'm that just saying this is this isn't going to be good. Well, maybe for, in my head, I'm like I'm about to do something here, so so watch well, out. Actually, I looked and Jimmy was right I, there. I'm like I, mean, I, can't so speak, I can't speak for Chris, but I planned two or three moves ahead before it even happened. So I thought of escape plans, also attack plans. Nothing was going to happen. No, I mean, and I and I said right after that that whole situation that I had I had already had the plan. I, I'm not relying on anybody, and nobody was relying on me as far as getting anywhere. Like, I was nobody's ride. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just going to put my jet sweatshirt on, stand up, turn around, bash his fucking skull, and walk right out the door. Nobody would have done shit. Uh-huh. They wouldn't even have known it happened. See <laughs> hey, guys. There you go. You know, but thank God that didn't happen because I, I, I was, you know, I, I, like I said, I would have I put up with his shit all night long because – you know, first of all, I'm not getting into physical altercations at fucking wrestling shows. Explain that to my wife when I get home. I, I was telling the story to <laughs> Tina. Yeah. I was like, it was ridiculous. Nothing That's was going to happen, but it was. I'd already established that I was going to double gable grip the guy and then just drive his face into the top of my head as quick as possible <laughs> and just walk away. Walk away. Walk uh, onto the concourse. Let them deal with the mess, and then I'll just yeah, come back that's with it. it. And I'll just, I didn't do anything. I, well, I, I didn't do anything. Load over him. 
Yeah. See, I, I my move was big Ford Fusion car key right between two knuckles and just I'm not killing anybody. In. I mean, I might no. kill somebody, but it's not going to be right into the cheek. Anyway, but I got a new one from Chris, which I didn't think about. And so, sorry, not to change the subject, but or to stay on this subject. But uh, one of my favorite kinds of YouTube videos is stadium fight videos. Because the the guy on the lower ground, which we were in this situation, almost never wins. It's no, it's very different. You, it's so easy to to look like an idiot getting dumped, because those seats are designed that they're right in the middle of your calf, and it's the perfect spot for you to tip backwards. Chris had a move that you never see in those videos. I said, "What would you have done if we got in that fight?" He's like, "Grab him by the back of the head." As simple as it is. You never see that on YouTube. So yep. if I could spread one word of advice to any of our listeners, if you ever get in that spot, I think that's the move is the back of the head. So he was – so if, if, if you're lower than him, mm. he has to do what to get you? He's got to lean over. Yeah. All his and momentum all, is coming to you. Well, it's not – it's just weight. He yeah. can't pause. Once you start pulling down, there's no – what's he going to do? Lessons on beating people and up in a stadium. And there's Here no – wait. Yeah. And there's no space. There's no space to – uh, base out to get your feet nice and wide. You right. got nowhere to go, man. You're Good getting pulled right down. Right. And then I would so pull them into the aisle, and I would hit them with this, and I would got them with that's what I was saying. Shit, to I would have pulled them out here, and I would have been like this, couple forearms to the back, woo, giving them a DDT, like Mox, and I would have stormed out. I would have been doing Kawada kicks, and they wouldn't have worked because it's not real. Yes. I'm just like, I don't get in fights. Just like, bang, bang, here's a card key. That should be shocking enough for you to not swing back. So, so I, I, I discussed this with my wife, okay, and I told her how it was like dramatic and it was silly and everything like that. But it got better because we just it's very, very silly, very silly. The guy left, and she pointed out she was like, "See, the problem is, is that." And I explained to her, I was like, "A lot of times I go to wrestling, it's really fun." When we went and saw New Japan uh, in America, when Chris got the uh, the towel, oh yeah, the, the Tanahashi sweat towel, mm-hmm. that was so much fucking fun. It's actually in a drawer glowing right now. You can see the 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 glow. That's the glow the behind you in your uh, toy box. That's mm-hmm. not how she sweat. That was so much fun. And some of those early ECW shows, although weird because it was South Philly like fucking troglodytes, but it was still fun. And I've gone to Raw and it was fun. I've gone to Raw and it sucked. Uh, NXT, I've gone. It's been fun. It's gone and it sucked. The problem is, is that and Tina pointed out. Or, sorry, my wife pointed out. I gave away her name. Um, I've done it before, but it doesn't matter. A bunch a- of times. Yeah. <laughs> a- the problem is, is that AW is becoming popular. And now weird people are coming to shows. And I don't want to gatekeep. Make money. Have more people in the show, the more fun it is. But it's less niche now. And now you're getting people paying $100 a ticket because that's how much it costs with service charge just to be fucking trolls. Just to shit on everything, to shit on the town you're in, to moan and complain that it's a women's match, even though it's like, if anybody's been watching AEW, it's one of the only matches that were on that stupid mid-ass card that you were actually yeah. excited about. And I have this turd talk about, like, Asian, weird Asian shit. And, uh, come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was going to say this to you. Um, <laughs> so you, 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 you buy a ticket, you go to a show. And your plan is that didn't that didn't happen naturally. No, that was what I this is what I'm going to do. 
And it's a when thing. I go to the show is I'm going to rag on everything and I'm going to yell stuff and I'm going to be ob- obnoxious and I'm going to annoy everybody around me. But when somebody says something to me, <laughs> I'm going to know I don't understand what I did wrong. I'm just trying to have fun. At whose expense? Your plan Ours? was to have fun at the expense of others. That's what your plan was. Did you think every... And here's the other thing. When you're yelling shit at any event, and nobody around you is laughing... Then you failed. In in yes. the comedy world, that's called bombing. Bombing. Your Bomb. jokes aren't funny. You're a hack. You need you to stink. stop. You're being a hack. Well, I did tell right? him when... I did tell the guy when he dropped his phone, and he was looking for his phone... And he's like, oh, I'm just looking for my phone. Where's my phone? I was like, I don't fucking give a shit. Probably down there with your sense of humor because your Joe's fucking stink. And he was like, at one point when he's arguing, my sense of humor, my sense of humor. I was like, gotcha. Gotcha, cuz. That hurt your feelings. He also, I had no no respect for this human being to begin with. But if I did, all that was lost when uh, Serena Deeb and uh, Hikaru Shida were in the ring. And he was yelling out WWE women's names. And he said Charlotte. And he said, uh, feel the glow. He yelled that. And then he looked at his buddy. I don't know who he looked at. I couldn't see him. By the way, his buddy was literally 12 years old. He was there. Yeah, he looked like a child. That was the only person laughing was like a small child. He turned turned to whoever and he went, ew, what are some more WWE women's names? Oh, I didn't hear that. (laughs) Yeah, I heard him say that. And I was like, dude, you... So, like, like I said, poor planning, man. Like, you're not, you don't even know what's going on. And listen, go to wrestling and scream and holler. But there is a fucking announcement before the show. Don't be, don't be a, a piece of shit. Don't be a don't dick. Don't say racist or sexist. Don't be a dick. And you're being he's a dick. Sexist. And then you're wondering. So, nah, you know, I, I, I forgot about this, and I thought about it when we were, you know, coming close to recording today. It was like, I saw a video, I don't know, if it was like six to eight months ago. Apparently, there's a guy that goes to... WWE shows and he sits like fifth row. He's a big YouTube guy. He goes like he sits like really close to the stage or really close to the ring and he just moans during women's matches and records himself moaning. Bathroom break, bathroom break, and you're just like Okay, you're paying a hundred dollars in our section. There's motherfucking paying a thousand dollars to sit fucking ringside to go complain to get YouTube hits. What is going on? What the fuck are we doing? I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's like <laughs> signing quite, off. Quite literally, the lowest level of human being that you can it. think of. It's like so somebody, somebody had a fucking kid that they loved, and that's who that. Like some mother is out there, and it's like my son spends a thousand dollars a week so that he can be a sexist scumbag at a wrestling show, and if it's, I'm not the the. Like I'm not a huge women's wrestling advocate. I just no. want to watch good wrestling. Good I'm wrestling not, I good. try. I try to not focus on whether it's a women's match or a men's match intentionally. And what really got me with this guy was that we had been there for probably 80 minutes at that point, and it was not very high quality stuff for that the stunk. for the majority of it. And then all of a sudden, the talent level escalated. And it was Serena D versus Hikaru Shida, and it's like my mind immediately was stimulated. I'm like, oh, here comes some better wrestling. And then right at that point, for him to be like, this sucks, that was, it was enough to just be like, you're you're not fucking looking at what's happening in front of your eyes, even at the lowest level of comprehension. You just showed up here with that in your head, and that's what you're gonna do in front of everybody. So, my closing point on this, dude, 
if you're fucking vomiting at a live event, yelling stuff out. I get it. I've been there. I've said jokes that's drunk at a live event. They were so funny. They were and then funny. I just shut up. Yeah. Then I just knew, shut I knew up. I screwed up and I was like, Zoop. I'm embarrassed. I could probably, I can probably still remember them to this day because I was so embarrassed. I do. You get, I you get one. I was drunk <laughs> at a live event and I called, called Carl Dykehouse a skating R word. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> and it was the stupid, like as soon as I said it, I was like, what am I doing? What, no one laughed. Yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? What, uh, what have I decided? Yeah, why have I decided to take this path? <laughs> I was that's, that's how you should. That's how you should well, feel about that. To, the reason to keep excuse. hammering it. Yeah. Let's move on. That's when you. That's when the problem is. Anyway, uh, AW stunk last week, so we're not going to talk about it. There's our podcast for the there. You week. go. <laughs> yeah, it did stink. Yeah, I was. I fun. was. They usually, you know, it's a big market in Philly, and when I saw the card, I was like, this card's a dog. Yeah, it was. I dud. was really like, this is a dud. Nothing's going on. Um, yeah, I, mean, I was John surprised. Ox- John Moxley coming out is still pretty cool live, and we got to see John Moxley. And, his and they gave, and and I did like, uh, you know, I mean, as soon as they came out, I kind of knew that they were giving old Utes the win in his hometown, which is cool. I enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty cool. But other than that, yeah, yeah. Great. we got to hang out. It was fun. Sammy Guevara like brutally nuked a ladder spot. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch the TV angle, but live, everyone was like, "Oh, geez." I think yeah. I, I saw online he got hurt. Or I'm assuming it's because of that, or if he was actually hurt. But I think that was went, probably yeah, like one of the most. Triple A in Russell last weekend. So okay, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad he's not hurt. But yeah. I was that was probably one of the most memorable things. Is like, oh boy, maybe we can move on from this era yeah. of TNT belt. <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, does this uh, sour you? Not not the dickhead in the crowd. You're going to have dickheads in the crowd at every fucking wrestling show. Will you spend more than 25 bucks on a ticket for AEW going forward? Brandon? Yes, I will. Okay. Definitely again. Because we got DMT Jake the Snake. We- <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Jake the Snake came to the ring in his dad pants. <laughs> and they... A this was my spot. favorite part of the night. <laughs> Brandon and I were in fucking tears laughing at Jake the Snake's fucking sweatshirt. It was like... <laughs> I'm so bummed. It was tripped. It was like tripped out, but it was full DMT trip out. Like, everything was pulsating from the <laughs> from the middle, and it was earth tones. Yeah, and it was... That was amazing. If and Brandon and I... Up, Brandon, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brandon. Sorry. It, just real quick. If you look up Alex Gray... G-R-E-Y. That's what it is. It's like this hyper intense art uh, that it's like DMT invoked stuff that yeah. couldn't be any less fashionable. It's like this insane fucking image of like a mother giving birth to a child or something. You can see all of their their veins. That's like what Jake the Snake comes out to the to the ring. It's like he clearly blasted off on DMT and he was like, this is now my personality. He ordered something on the internet and showed up to AEW Dynamite, sixty something years old, wearing Lee jeans and and a DMT hoodie, and that that was enough to like at least there was like that one memorable, completely unexpected oh moment God, of holy shit! I did tears. I wouldn't in a million years have bet that Jake the Snake would come DMT'd out to their. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, we were just talking about Tool. Look up yes, anybody it's the Tool Tool guy. Lateralis's album cover. And you'll have a kind of an idea of what we were going at. If you can remember it on the top of your head, 
It was it's like everything vibrating from the center. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like if you took this horrific art and then wrapped it into a $25 hoodie. That's what Jake the Snake is now <laughs> enforcing for Lance Archer wearing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was good stuff. I had a good time. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I think we covered it. On AEW. All right. I'm trying yeah. to uh, quickly download the um, Lateralis album cover. That's my background, but I'm not having <laughs> I could do 20 minutes on Jake the Snake. Uh, Jake the Snake. DMT. Yeah, let's do it. So but, uh, our, theory, our theory is that, okay, Jake the Snake's had such a fucking horrible. We were talking about it. He's had such a There he is. <laughs> He's had such a horrible time with his, his addictions. So he goes down to the camp. He goes down and sees DDP. DDP's like, yeah, try out some yoga. I don't, I don't know who DDP sounds like. I guess he sounds like that. He's a Jersey guy, so he's like, yeah, you got to try out some yoga. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> and he's, he's like, oh, it's not really working for me, brother. It's not really working. He's like, well, I got something else for you. Just hit a little bit of this. You like drugs? This will open your mind. Free your mind. And he hits it, and then, boom, DDT man. The DDT man is a DMT man. The, D- the DMT man. <laughs> what do you think? I think that's exactly what happened. He went, he went DDP hooked him up. Um, <laughs> I I don't think we're doing we're doing DDP a disservice by saying he's giving anybody D- DMT. D- DDT DMT. That dude ain't giving anybody DMT. Why not? Who, who he wouldn't got? Who it just say? doesn't. Because it just doesn't fit his personality at all. I mean, it doesn't at all fit his personality. I'm just saying, his character would never do that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I think it's funny, but I think, like, maybe it was Scott Hall when Scott Hall went to the accountability crib. No, no, no. And he's like, uh-huh, maybe it was Ric Flair. This is maybe Ric Flair. Flair was like, maybe you're going Rick alcoholics. Flair. This is the exact opposite. Oh, no, this fucking. Like, this is, like, woke. This is like yeah yeah no Ooh, maybe this is like Rob Van Dam style okay maybe he got it from Rob Van Rob Van Dam there we go I think maybe I got, got, I'm telling you there like, I am as, in, as someone who's done that drug and I shouldn't say this on this podcast but as someone who's done it it's shit. like when you have a, a a computer that's broken you just push the power button and it just completely powers off and you get that blue screen back on mm-hmm. it's like we're back to the, the base layer i'm all dmt it's, it's one of the worst things that i've done i didn't have any fun with it at all but it's it's so funny to imagine it was jake the snake getting like hard rebooted and then coming back <laughs> and then coming back is like listening like, to your story of doing the dmt any listeners out there i'm sorry it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it made me want to go do it immediately. I have uh, not that much trauma, and I thought I shit my pants. Imagine a 60-year-old wrestler just, just hit the hard reboot and go over. live it all from bit, from being an infant back in five minutes. So come back and <laughs> brother. I have no idea. I have no desire to touch it. I want my... I want my pain. I need my pain. Yes. The DMT going to tell me to turn right? I should have turned right when I turned left? Have we talked about... Um, DMT way too much. The AEW New Japan show? I thought it was funny. No. 
No. Okay, so AEW and New Japan announced last week, two weeks ago, they're going to have a joint show end of June. Um, so uh, New Japan's uh, wrestling Duntaku happened over the weekend, and uh, or actually last Thursday. And a couple of interesting things happened. Very good match between Tanahashi and Ishii. And uh, a certain man named Juice Robinson showed up. Now, listeners, I don't know if you've, been, you've probably been not been paying attention to Japan, but Juice Robinson is one of these guys. He's one of these few guys. Um, John Moxley was this way for a while there, and so was uh, Brian Danielson. They didn't use social media. Juice Robinson doesn't even have social media. So he did an interview with, I don't know, Toastboards or some, some some Japanese website where he basically said, like, yeah, my contract is up and I'm not going to re-sign with New Japan. Boom. That was it. Everybody just assumed that was true. Well, he showed up and he attacks Tanahashi after he wins the U.S. title. And a shock to everyone and the Japanese fans, <gasps> whoa, they were actually stoked for it. Juice Robinson has re-signed with New Japan Joe Pro Wrestling and he is now part of the Bullet Club. Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows have returned to the Bullet Club in New Japan. Carl Anderson is challenging for the Never Open Weight Championship against Tamatanga. And in the main event, Kazuchika Okada versus Naito. Very good match, exciting match, fun match. Every single time they have a match. We've seen it a million fucking times, though, this year. I think we've seen it five times this year since January 4th. Jay White, though. Jay White is back. And he attacks fucking Okada. We're getting a Bullet Club heavy scene coming into this, probably going into June. I'm assuming that New Japan says, oh, we're going to the United States. They love the Bullet Club. We'll just throw a bunch of Bullet Club shit at them. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, a lot of information to cover there. Uh, I'll start by saying I was always a, a quiet fan of Juice Robinson. Yes. Uh when I started watching New Japan at this point, it's probably five years ago. I appreciate the fact that he was kind of like under the hood of pro wrestling, learning how to become a better wrestler, having great matches, and not trying to be what a lot of the American wrestlers were on WWE at the time, because that was a big, the big show. Um, he had a great match with John Moxley. He was kind of rewarded. I was disappointed to see him sort of disappear from the scene. So happy to see that. And then all of a sudden you get the, the, all of the Bullet Club information, which I couldn't be any less excited about. And I think we've, we've all had our our cup has been filled ten times over with Gallows and Anderson content, so fuck that. And I won't be going to any New Japan America shows if they're there. Christoph. Especially as, like, major, major entertainment. So a couple things I noticed on this show. Um Chris, did you watch the entire show? No, I just watched the I watched the um, U.S. The title Tana Ishii and yeah. the main event. That show, um, was, uh, the Tana Ishii. If you're going to uh, listeners, if you want to watch anything from New Japan, go check that out. Also, this Thursday on uh, AXS or Access, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, the New Japan Cup final is on Access. So you're getting Okada versus Zack Saber Jr., which I said is one of the better matches of the year. Go check that out if you get it access. You know. Go check it out this Thursday. Go ahead, Chris. So, yeah, I, I watched these matches, and there was a couple things I noticed. Number one, fucking, you know, two of the best, uh, I think two of the best people at selling in professional wrestling uh, right now uh, in Tanahashi and Ishii, especially with Ishii being a no-sell guy. Very few people sell better than him. 
Uh, I love when they go into Tana doing Healy shit. Fuck yes. That that was when the he best gave, part. He of gave match. him. He gives him the dragon screw so many times to the to so that the and he, and it's usually with the dragon screw because it's so nasty looking. But he gives him that dragon screw leg whip so many times that the fans and it, I've seen it happen multiple times with Tanahashi where the fans will start to turn on him. They start booing. They start booing, booing him because he's not being a good guy. Mm-hmm. I always like that. It always reminds me of the time when he beat AJ Styles in the G1, I think it was, and he rolled over and AJ Styles looked at AJ Styles and gave him the middle finger. Yep. There you know, that was always one of my favorite things with Tanahashi. Um, but just the way that Tanahashi, you watch this guy, just the way he hits the turnbuckles when he gets thrown into the corner. I mean, he's just so fucking good. And so good that he can still go at a high level. And I noticed it even more now than I ever noticed it before with the in that that level of of that lack of mobility in the hips that he has that he's had for a while. But it's getting more noticeably worse, which won't fucking matter. Right. Because he's so good at what he does that he can work around it. Um, You know, it, 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 it reminds me Matt Hardy has much bigger problems in his hips that it looks it, it kind of takes away from it, but he compensates for that by being fucking brilliant in the ring and saying and doing weird shit that makes you laugh at it. And he knows, I think, that he kind of looks kind of weird now. So let's just roll into it. But um, uh, the other thing I noticed, uh, you know, I mean, I think we've all known it for a while, but in the um, in the main event of that card, first of all, Okada in the Inoki gear, which he's been wearing for a while. This isn't new. It just didn't dawn on me until I saw it that uh, today I watched it. It didn't dawn on me how fucking he looks special. Yes, he, he does. looks like a fucking professional wrestler should look and not in WWE, um, you know, like he looks like you would look if it was actually real. Yes. Right. He looks like a real champion that's bigger than everybody else would look you know um I mean, you know you think we, about it, i mean I'm just cut you off real quick to, yeah, to solidify your point guys from the old days of new japan pro wrestling so inoki obviously uh tatsumi fujinami uh ricky choshu um tenru these guys have very simple looks black trunks usually black well i think tenru had gold but black shoes they would wear like uh, uh, Ricky Joshi had a towel around his neck. Inoki wore the big, big robe. Um, Tenru would wear uh, the gold and black. But they would come to the ring and they would look a specific way. And there was no way that you looked at them and didn't think that they were serious fucking business. They weren't. Right. It was all right. wrestling. They looked like the real deal. And, Tana, and um, sorry, Okada looks the same way. Serious business. He's a little flashier. He's got the bleach blonde hair. He's got the movie star good looks. But when he comes to the ring, you're like, this guy is the tops. Go ahead. Yeah. It almost looks like it's he and he has that indifference about him, which he's always had, where it's kind of like, you know, I'm here for business. Um, and, and you know, you, you, you mistakenly said Tanahashi's name, but you look at a guy like Tanahashi who came out. He came out in that with the boa outfit on, with the feathers on it. But even with his loud-ass fucking gear, when he gets on the top rope and he puts the number one up, it's fucking serious, mm-hmm. right? It's serious fucking business. And then you look at same thing with Naito. He comes down. He comes down with that nonchalant stroll. Lackadaisical. Lackadaisical, serious business. And the point that I'm getting to with these two, with Okada and Naito, is that over the past, I would say, 
let's go back to Nido's heel turn, right? Let's go there because that would probably be the best spot to start. From that heel turn and then ever since I've ever seen Okada, more so since Okada and uh, Gato have not been together. Right. These two guys have done some of the most impeccable, subtle character work. Nobody has done this. There's nobody you can tell me in professional wrestling all over the world who have created and crafted a character that's believable because they act like human beings act. It's subtle. It's not over the top. I would put, at a lesser degree, Zack Sabre Jr. there, and I would put, just because he's a cocky cunt, I mean, and, and, and it works. I mean, it's his character. But that's how a guy like that would act, right? I mean, we watch McGregor act like that in real life all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian Danielson, yeah. since he's been out of WWE. Now, granted, nobody acts like that in WWE. It's not their thing. That's, that's fine. A, that's a different animal. It's a different animal. I get it. That's fine. But even with him, where it's like, he doesn't come out. He smiles at times where you don't think he should be smiling. You're talking about Okada? He, so, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, uh, Brian Danielson. Right. You look at him. He smiles at times and laughs at times and is nice at times where you don't think that guy should be nice. Or he gets that this big, is the he, giant smile that he gets. Right. Especially he gets. when he's challenged. Right. It's fucking great. And it's so it's the it's the subtleties. But uh, that's the one thing I noticed when I was watching that match because, like you said, we, you almost didn't have to watch it because you've seen it. You've seen the match. Yeah. seen the match so many times. There's different nuances and different stuff that happened in the match. There were different like, – every time they put these matches together, because their guys are professionals, they switch it up. It's not always the same fucking thing. Uh, in particular, and you mentioned Inoki and all that stuff. At the end, uh, the, the final stretch, Okada hits, Ino- uh, hits Naito with uh, Enziguri, which is an Inoki move. He hits him with that Inoki Enziguri. Uh, Okada doesn't use an Enziguri. He did right. that as a nod to – Number one, it's their 50th year of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he is now the top of the heap. He represents New Japan Pro Wrestling. He is doing respect to Inoki and the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe that small little thing as a professional wrestling fan, you're watching, you're like, you know, if if, if you were to pretend that this is a real story and real fighting, that small little Enziguri is what beat Naito. He wasn't expecting that. This right. made it different than all the rest of the matches. That tiny, that one fucking move. Dude, these guys are the fucking real deal, man. And you know what? We don't speak the fucking language. Right. We don't get subtitles. We don't get translation. We get Chris Charlton, who's barely mumbling for the translation. You get about fucking three lines out of 20 lines that he, they speak during the show. And we still understand that these guys are the tops. They are the best. We understand their character. You don't need fucking long promos. And they do great promos. Naito, in particular, is spectacular backstage. You don't need it. Because these no, guys project don't. themselves as the best in the fucking planet. And I stand by it. I think Okada is the best professional wrestler in the world. By far. When they talk about, like, back in the day, 80s, 90s, even now, WWE, WWF, and they say that the Intercontinental Championship is the workers' title. It's like, that's like, if you're a really good fucking pro wrestler, you have a total package, you got a little bit of everything, and it makes you probably the best guy on the, on the, on the, on the card, but you're not the one that's, that's selling all the tickets. To me, it's almost like the IWGP championship is the, is that of professional wrestling. 
especially when one of those guys holds it. Mm. Any of the guys that have held it. I mean, even when it was um, Shingo had it. How about evil? Serious. Well, yeah, evil, serious business. <laughs> Seriously evil. But I mean, you know, it's 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 uh, it's good to see that it almost it's it's almost back. And to Brandon's point, when he was talking about, you know, I, I, I'm okay with Carl Anderson. I'm not okay with Doc Gallows. No, I Doc, can't Gallows, Doc Gallows. Doc Gallows is a look. Doc Gallows is a fucking anchor on that guy. He is a fucking anchor, and he's he's he, he drags down Carl Anderson. Because you remember when I first when we first started watching uh, New Japan, Carl Anderson was going to be his guy. Yeah. Before they all left, mm-hmm. he was going to be the guy that they wanted to replace. It wasn't going to be Kenny Omega. It was going to be Carl Anderson was going to replace AJ Styles as mm-hmm. the big bad uh, foreigner. You know, because Kenny Omega was still coming down to the ring with brooms. And, you know, it, 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 uh, they left and they went to WWE and they just, I, I, I just think that Carl Anderson, it, it, that his head stuck and somebody needs to smack him in the side of the head and say, this is not who you need to be. You could be so much more because his work rate is out of this world. It always has been. Let me make a quick, I, I want to go over to Brandon for a second, but let me make a quick point with Carl Anderson coming back. Carl Anderson now challenges for, the never open weight title against Tamatanga. Tamatanga, dojo guy. Carl Anderson, dojo guy. Uh, Juice Robinson, dojo. I mean, sure he wrestled in NXT, but he came over and did the dojo system. He's a dojo guy. These are all dojo guys. This all ties together. New Japan is thanking us and bringing people in that we remember from watching for years and years and years. And you might think Carl Anderson, like he's like Chris, he made a good point. He's like, this is because Doc Gallows is just this fucking big dude that does big dude shit. But Carl Anderson's been there since he was wearing the fucking black trunks on the side of the ring. Like Carl Anderson is, according to New Japan fans and from New Japan fandom, he's a real fucking deal. And people will be excited and they will sell tickets. Him versus Tamatanga, Tamatanga will sell tickets. I am shocked at how excited New Japan's fan base is about Tamatanga and Tangaloa being part of Hantai now, being good guys. I don't know. I say that if you're listening, you should start paying attention to New Japan because they are back on track and they are fucking rolling again. They're getting some bodies in there, and it's not this. We're not looking at fucking Tomiyaki Hama in the third match anymore. Where it's like it's starting to roll around. This whole show had matches that matter. Brandon, go ahead. Thoughts. Yeah, going back to the Okada match, I just I wanted to touch on that point really quickly about the Enziguri and how it tricked him at the end because he wasn't expecting that. And it's it's an incredibly simple point. It's it's not it's not pretending to be anything. It's just because that's real. That's how you actually succeed in any competition. And it's that's what makes things compelling is because well, there was one more move up my sleeve than there was up yours. That happens in. In real fighting, it happens in sports. It happens in the business world. Ah, oh, where did the DMT background go? I was enjoying that. I couldn't take looking at myself in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it. I, I and it. I only bring it up because it's, it's so frustrating to watch with real wrestling or with pro wrestling. Is because it's so often they they refuse to acknowledge that. It's like a, a point that I've made many times before. But uh, the Carl Anderson thing, I think. 
I understand that in the world of pro wrestling, people aren't going to make the decision that's best for them as a wrestler. And he went and and sold Gallows and Anderson. That the he probably looked at his path in New Japan and was like, okay, I would rather go collect some money from Vince and and bounce around, go home with my family. That's fine. I if he wants to actually now go and and see what would have happened a little bit had he been a solo wrestler, and we're not going to get Gallows and or Gallows and Anderson here. Yeah, that makes it a little bit more compelling to me. But uh, I, I think the guy was pretty clearly a sellout. You know, that's the proper term for it. So, and that's OK. I don't blame Excellent. him. I might, have, I might have done the same thing. Yeah, I don't want to get dumped in my fucking head to prove something. If he hadn't left on good terms, he wouldn't be back. That's for sure. New Japan and Japanese wrestling in particular, very corny. They don't forget very easily. So <laughs> People don't forget. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the... Um, I think we'll we'll wrap it up after these. We'll just talk about these points. But uh, oh no, let's talk about the WWE releases after this. But I think when it comes down to the New Japan show, uh, New Japan uh, AW show, I wouldn't be too <clears throat> wouldn't be too excited for like dream matches. I don't think we're getting them in this first one. I think we might get a couple of them. I think we're going to get a lot of six man matches, six and eight man matches. Might get the Elite versus I don't know Chaos. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I wouldn't be too excited about it. You're not getting Okada versus fucking Kenny Omega. You're not getting it in the first show. Sorry. And even uh, Obari and um, the uh, president of New Japan and Tony Khan are like, we're not giving you everything right away. I'm like, that's just not the way this works. We're going to give you a few matches, and then we're going to do it. Because, you know, if everything works out the way it is and the way the world is right now, we're going to have a couple of shows. So, uh, Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it doesn't mean that much to me whether they do or not. I'm more interested in the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, rewind. We talked about this before, but you rewind a couple of weeks and you guys were in, in absolute denial that this could go the way that it, it immediately has gone. So yeah, that's true. Chris thoughts. Yeah, I'm just hoping we don't get. You know, I mean, I, look, even if we do get. New Japan match, AEW match, New Japan match, AEW match. We could that, get that. that. That's that's fine. That's fine too. I just you know I'm, I'm just thinking happy to more see. like I'm thinking more like New Japan Noah show. Yeah, where they bounce back and forth, and then you get a match, and you're just like, oh, well, this one's got Lee Moriarty in, so I know which team's losing. <laughs> this one's <laughs> yeah. got Bush. They're not going to sell out the United Center and have you like a Lee Moriarty. Like there's there's going to be some. Trust me, I don't know what the big sale, one is. They don't even have to announce a fucking shit. No, they're not. They're going to be sold out immediately. Out immediately. Whatever mm-hmm. Alfred, whatever his name is from Lord like, Alfred Hayes. Lord Alfred Hayes from. What's, what's he writing for? Forbes or some shit? Yeah, whatever he says. This shit is. <laughs> Selling out. They sold out on the hope oh. that CM Punk was showing up. They I'm not saying sold. that they need to have a match to sell out the United Center, but they wouldn't sell out the United Center and then run a bunch of tag matches. There, there will be. I think you're right. I think half but the there's show going be to be matches. something at the top that will be interesting. Oh yeah. It'll, the weird thing you get is that is that AW. Well, AW. Okay, real quick. Uh, AW has announced that some of their talent will be in New Japan Best of Super Juniors, which we had mentioned before that. I think we thought that that would happen. Uh, Wheeler Yuta is going to be in it. I for is there any other AEW guys? Keep talking. Dante Alba. Martin maybe. No, Wheeler Yuta is definitely in it. But Wheeler Yuta was working with New Japan Strong anyway, so that makes sense. There's a couple of guys. Teton, 
Teton's going to be there. Big fan of Teton. So we're going to have some we're going to have some wrestlers going back and forth, which is promising. But uh, I'm telling I don't you, know. So by saying uh, that they're not going to do the big thing, they're also telling you what they're going to do. So it's going to be like, what's this like light tease match that will appease everybody as a main event, but I think not it would be, be the main event. I think it would be Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi tag up against. I, I think they'll save that. I mean, they might save that actually, but I think we're going to get a situation where you might have a tag match. Between some guys. I, we're not getting title matches. We're not getting one-on-one fucking exhibitions, I don't think. We might get Jericho versus somebody big in New Japan just for Jericho to lay down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that might be one of the co-main events where it's Jericho versus... Because they're running out of time. But who's, <laughs> bar, who's barking with them online right now? It's not Okada, right? Has he done uh, Okada? What, Kenta CM Punk? Would they do that? Kenta's still hurt. He's saying he wants to go with CM Punk. I don't think so. I think CM Punk. I think CM Punk's protected at this point. Well, Kenta doesn't mind laying down. Kenta CM Punk might be pretty good. See, Kenta will definitely eat a fucking go to sleep. Can I? Just... Yeah, he would eat that. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I'm gonna go off topic here real quick. He's just reminded something. I want to hit a point. Rewinding. You guys talk. I'll go pee. A real quick rewind to AEW, because uh, you just brought up Jericho. Uh, it was good to get to see a moment of Jericho brilliance during that AEW show when Eddie Kingston was in his face and he kept leaning back in the chair. <laughs> I mean, with the big. So I just wanted that because he, you know, you do you do all and it, and it shows how good like we love to talk shit. It's it's whatever. But it shows how good that fucking dude is that that's all he has to do. All he's got to do is one fucking thing, and then all of a sudden you're like, that's why that man's a genius. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and, and I think uh, one thing that may go underappreciated with him at AEW is some of these guys, frankly, just aren't that good. So to see Eddie Kingston perform, like, in order for Jericho to look good, his combatant also has to look good. Yeah, he's got to be good on the mic. Eddie Kingston smashed that. So the, yeah. uh, Eddie Kingston, you know, pushing him, not pushing him, but Eddie Kingston returning serve there just made Ed, uh, Chris Jericho's little shit work so much better. Yeah, he, he he plays such a swarmy heel so well. So I'm not seeing any straight up uh, um, so it's AEW, the only the only person I'm seeing is Wheeler Yuta and Alex Zane who I don't even know who that is. Alex Zane? Yeah, Alex Zane. I don't, I don't know who. Uh, I don't know who that is either. Let's let's Alex Zane. Let's look him up. So maybe it's just uh, Yuta then is going. No, over. he's he's on there. Um, I mean, but even if Alex Zane is going over, who gives a fuck? That doesn't actually count. Yeah, right. I know. I'm just trying to see. It doesn't say. Yeah, he's not part of AEW. It doesn't say that he's part of AEW here. I think we'll get. I guess I'm, what I'm most curious He's got about. Purple though, hair. Is, what I'm most curious about though is what this like main event. There's going to be some big AEW versus New Japan singles match, right? So, do you have any thoughts on who that would be, Chris? Well, like he said, like Jimmy said, I think uh, you know, I think you're getting a Jericho in there. That's what um, I think the most. Obvious that's probably going to be one. 
Um, I, I would assume that, you know, your other big, who are your other big dogs in AEW? Well, you got, you got, um, you have Danielson and you have Mox, but that's right for a six man, right? You're happy with a six man against three dudes from, from New Japan because you got a crew there. So you're not going to split that up. Blackpool you get all Combat those dudes Club in there. Versus, um, uh, Suzuki Goon. That's what I want. Suzuki Goon. Yeah, because that's probably what it would nuts be. As soon as they know that you're going to get Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. in one ring, that'll yeah, that's it right there. Nuts for that shit. So you would have. You, so what would you like? I'm thinking like you get the the Blackpool Combat Club versus Suzuki. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking Minoru Suzuki, no. Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. No, not Minoru. How about this? Minoru. Um, well, somebody's got to lay down. So no, I think you're going to get. Um, Tai Chi. <laughs> no, well, you will get Tai Chi. You'll get yeah. Mox, Daniel Bryan, and Wheeler Yuta versus Zack Sabre Jr., Tai Chi, and El Desperado. And Wheeler Yuta. Ah, uh, yes. I think that's what you're going to do. Because AEW doesn't have a juniors division. So juniors are going to be mixed in here, too. Yes. And I think if you think about what who Jericho being carny as shit and wanting to sell tickets. Jericho Suzuki, I think it's a separate match. I think Jericho Suzuki oh. would be like near the top of the. Um, if you guys already said that, sorry, I was going pee pee. My wife's dying her hair, so I got in the middle of the whole fucking thing. But anyway, <laughs> no. What I was saying was, is that back to what you were. It's the same thing. Jericho, there he's primed for being a top name, top of the card guy in AEW to go out there and wrestle somebody near the top of the card in in uh, in New Japan. So he's definitely he lays, lays down for everybody. He's also, you know, he lays down in fucking New Japan as well. But for an American show, for a show in Chicago, that's a big one. Yeah. Where they can just play this whole like talking shit thing for a while while Jericho just talks trash and you get that'd be a pretty good one. And also I think, I think a bigger bigger name there only because they've had Suzuki on AEW a couple of times and they've had him drop to guys and had it come off as sort of meaningless for that to be their big singles match. But I think if, if Jericho's good at building this shit, I don't know who else would he wrestle? He might want to wrestle. I don't know. Shingo. Like who does he want to wrestle? That would be the yeah, answer. But Shingo, I don't know. Shingo really works into it like that. I think I could see, uh, Naito, Naito is getting this eye is surgery so, again. What's that? I'm laughing. This I the nerdiest thing that we do is when we like fantasy book these I fucking shit. So what? <laughs> Naito is gonna end up like fucking uh, what's his name? What? Oh, you don't know who this is, but he's gonna end up like fucking Michael Bisping with the one eye. He's gonna end up like fucking uh, uh, HBK. <sighs> Wonky eyed. That dude will just wear that dude will just wear an eye patch and it'll look even fucking cooler than he does right yeah, now. That's true. You know. just I missed everything. Boy. Sorry, I was gone for a Oh, oh, I will tell you this. All yes. right, now that you said it, this is back because we were talking about this a little bit, off on a different topic. Can we go off on a different topic? Of course. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm course, just saying, have we, have we covered this New Japan? You got anything? Yeah, else I don't want to talk say? anymore about it anyway. All right. Brandon, so, Brandon um, is right. When you start fantasy booking, you just sound like a bunch of fucking dorks. It just yeah. sounds so autistic. So, like, so we. What if? What if? <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? So, so we. Uh, I told you guys the other day that there's a program on on USA. It airs after Raw, and it's called WWE Evil. And they're shitty hour long time waster docs about okay. heels, about certain heels. All right, this is going somewhere. Let's see the connection. <laughs> 
So I was like, oh, what's this? Well, you know me, I can't stay up till 11 o'clock to watch this shit. <laughs> Right? So I went on Peacock and it was on there. All the episodes were on there. So I put the Hollywood Hulk Hogan one on. We couldn't fi- find anything to watch. So I put the Hollywood Hulk Hogan one on. And who comes on but Shawn Michaels. Okay. And my wife looks at the TV and she goes, Oh my God, Kakaine. Like, what the fuck happened to him? And he was on there like, he's just like. I'm glad he looks like that because he's a dick. Jesus, Jesus save me. Jesus oh, yeah, I was a dickhead to everybody, but Jesus, he came down from heaven and he saved me. <laughs> Fuck that. He's another one. I'm so glad. I'm oh, you so know what I just I found out today? It has nothing to do with any of this. Buddy Murphy is dating Rhea Ripley. Props to Buddy Murphy. Congratulations, Good buddy. for him. He wasn't, wasn't he with Alexa Bliss or was the other guy yeah, with Alexa Bliss? Bliss. Yeah, uh, he it was him. She married a singer. Good for her. Like Probably country band. Yeah. No, that wasn't country. It's something like pop punk type thing. You reminded me of a Chris. Avril Lavigne uh, went to the uh, or something. Jimmy like sent us. Uh, he was like, like, "Oh my god, this Rick Flair rant we did last week was ridiculous." Listen back to it, and I did. Dude. And one of the funniest things was Chris uh, at the beginning of it. He's like, "I don't believe in karma." <laughs> Or, or or any mysticism, <laughs> and I was thinking like, because I was thinking of Sean Michael. was like, yeah, I'm not saying it's karma or mysticism, but Mysticism's yeah, the biggest <laughs> like this. It's just a great way to put it. Oh my Mys- god, Eddie, I don't believe it in mysticism. Listen, but, uh, I have to listen back to this mostly because I want to hear the quality. I want to hear what's wrong, everything like that, whatever. Usually, I listen to it right away. This episode we recorded two weeks ago. Last week's episode we recorded two weeks ago. And I was just ran out of things to listen to, so I was like, "All right, let me bang it out real quick." It was only like an hour. It was less than an hour. And man, I was in—I'm f- driving my car to Target, <laughs> and I was in fucking tears. I had to pull over at one point. It made no fucking sense. <laughs> at one point, Chris is just fucking screaming in Ric Flair voice, but it's not really Ric Flair voice. It's like Ric Flair underwater with a pillow over his face. It was like that's right. That's what. <laughs> Completely overriding his mic. Who is listening to this? Why are you listening to this? Completely Listen, listen. Let me tell you something. When you do an impersonation, it's not good until you go completely over the fucking edge. That's true. That's true. I mean, I've lost my mind when it comes to Ric Flair. I mean, how? First of all, we already have him falling from the rafters. Why? And then he, when he hits the ground, he just, yeah, but he dies. Um, By going hard. He doesn't just die. His whole compresses like a slink head. (laughs) And then it's just head on the ground like, oh, oh, this isn't bad. Woo, I can see up her skirt. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can see up her skirt. Woo. He starts starts crab walking away immediately. Look, look. I grab walking with his arm. Like, <laughs> I told you, I, I, the, I think for me, the downfall of that dude, like when it really started making the left turn, cause I wasn't watching wrestling at this time, but the downfall, like where it was like, Oh my God, what happened was the edge and lead a sex show. I was before that for me. No, no. I mean, when it was it really was like fucking doing elbows to his, Jacket Remind me of, yeah, but that was like, see, 
his his role in the ed- edge and leader sex show. Chris, he just comes down. Out. Explain explain everyone. So, all right, He's so edge and leader. You've screamed it a million times. Edge and Almost leader. every week. Explain play by play exactly what happened. Edge and leader are having their live sex show in the ring on a Monday Night Raw, right? They and fucking. I tuned they, in. They fucking. They in the ring, they fucking. I tuned under in. Under the blankets. I was like, yeah, leader's going to be and naked. Then, I tuned in. And then out of nowhere, because, you know, he he's the dude that loves sex. He likes bounding. Yeah, Ric Flair's just like, I'm getting in on this. Woo! Woo! And he's doing the, the back and forth thing. Woo! 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 For no fucking reason. Slapping. Just chest slapping. slapping. But the other one, the yeah, other one, I Rick. That's it, right? He just comes to the yeah, ring. Yeah, that's it. He just comes to the ring dance. and just does a little dance and then he leaves. But the one. He's the real hedonism, Rick. What he is. is. He's Hedo Rick. Well, Hedo Rick's dead. <laughs> He's Hedo Rick's ghost is probably. Like, Ric Flair was. Ric Flair's pop. This is what I think happened. You think Ric Flair Rick is Flair, Christ? Like, Rick like Flair. HBK, Rick and then Flair, he was possessed by Hedo Rick's ghost? Rick Flair was in the hospital dying. Hedo Rick was dying. Their spirits linked up. <laughs> and they said, listen, your body's gone. But my body can be saved. Your body we'll both gone. inhabit my, my body of Ric Flair. I was an extreme athlete. And then we can. And then woo. And then, and now he is truly Hedo Rick. And the crack in the skull. Because I Rick worked Flair. out. And Rick, Flair's crack- like a Drac- Rick, Rick Flair is like a Dracula that just lives off of other dead pedophilic Ricks. I love and when they die, they, they get his. <laughs> Oh God! A Dracula pops me every time. Man. A Dracula. A Dracula. One of those. All Draculas. right. Good stuff. Anything else you want to talk about anymore? I think we covered everything. Uh, WWE releases. You want to uh, burn WWE. through them real Let's quick? Let's talk about them real quick. Um, Dakota Kai and Malcolm Bivens. That's the only ones I care about. There you go. Few uh, I like that they uh, they the, put all that time into um, Diamond Mine. And then they just fired everybody but Roddy Strong. And now Roddy Strong is just like, I went out. And they're like, nope. They just won't work. I'll do that. Or I'll just be like, all right, fine. Take me off TV. Oh, fucking get you it. Know. So WWE no. is basically committed to, they're getting rid of everybody. That they is not a fresh, a clean slate. Yeah, they got, it's it's Vince time now. It's yeah. back to Vince time where it's something I created. So got Nikita Leone, Lions. Nikita Lions with a giant ass. Versus some other lady with a giant ass. Did you catch any clips of this match, Brandon? No. So, apparently they had a great match. you got to check it out. So, they had another one. And they're talking in the ring. They're flopping all over. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They threw them together without a plan, and all of a sudden they're flopping all over the place. Yeah, because they have no fucking experience, oh, and they don't know what the fuck God. they're doing. Um, Yo, you sent... Go ahead, Chris. Sorry, you sent a text out with a bunch of new names that they had copyrighted. Yeah. No. And one of the copyrighted when WWE had copyrighted they uh, they applied for copyrights for a bunch of names. When one of them was like a week or two ago, and one of them was something Katana. Oh, 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 right. That's uh, what's her name. Um, it's Casey Cannizzaro. We just assumed it was going to be it was going to be Io Shirai. We it was races. Yes. Io Shirai apparently broke a foot. Io Shirai's on her way out, I think. No, nah, I don't know. They they her they. Beyonce's still in Japan, so she might split skis. 
I don't know. They cut a bunch of people. Yeah. I think the one like my only thought on this, Dakota Kai, that sucks. Malcolm Bivens, unfortunate circumstance. I'm okay with NXT if it's just going to be consistent. Hey, what do you have to offer? And if not, you're dropped. You're gone. Right. Because what you uh, you hear a lot of people that could have been good are cut from NXT. What you never hear from these people is, well, here was a really great idea I had for a character that I had that was going to go over, and they stopped me from doing it. Right. A lot of these people show up and they they're like, I'm going to do something. I don't know what it's going to be. They get pushed down the Vince tunnel and then they they flame out yeah. it's not it's not necessarily people are like well i was going to dominate and then something else happened it's like if you do show up and maybe you do have a, a fully baked idea you can get through and if it's just that prospect system show maybe it'll work i was a big fan of dakota kai and i still am a big fan of dakota kai and i think she'll do just fine i i mean for me these people being released from wwe is like good like, if you're not doing it and you're not enjoying yourself and you want to get the fuck out and it's not going your way, I mean, just move on. It's just a fucking job, man. There's plenty. There's other options. Just it's a job. Chris? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it, I mean, who knows what the fuck's going on over there, but they... You know, you go there. I, it's almost like a, I forget who I was listening to. It was a podcast. I was listening to a musician. I don't know who it was, but he was saying like, "Oh, it was it was um, Bob Lee. Dylan's kid." No, it was just it was um, Dylan, Jacob uh, Dylan. Dylan. Jacob and he Dylan. was saying he was saying that like you know because they were talking about Spotify and how Spotify basically pays them nothing, right. and, you know, record companies and all this other shit. And he says he goes, you know, but the thing is is at some point, you have to say to yourself that this is not new news. Right. At no point were record companies great, and then all no. of a sudden they got shitty. You have to kind of go in knowing that this is going to be a rough fucking road, and you're probably not going to get everything or anything you want. So you got to be ready that at any moment this is going to end, yeah, and we this were, is where I mean, it is with these guys. We talked about it earlier. We talked about old school hip-hop. How many of those guys that were signed before fucking 1994 – when hip hop became suddenly marketable to white people, didn't get paid shit. Nothing. Only the guys that were on Def Jam, I think, made any money. The rest of them didn't make shit. Yeah. Big Daddy Kane, guys like that, they didn't make fucking any money. Schooly D didn't make any money. Like these guys didn't make any fucking. Oh, money. I know what Schooly D did. <laughs> yeah, I just saw Schooly D fucking sleaze bang record score day in the piazza. <laughs> I saw but these guys. Saw, these guys on. signed record deals, and they were promised, like you know, here you go, here's your advance. It ain't that much in the long run. You look at it, and you're it's like, just, this is the most money I've ever had in my um, entire life, and then you blow through it a month and a half. It's just been a bunch of these swerve Stricklands of like they got a ton of potential. Well, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, there's tw- there's there's eight hours of televised wrestling, and probably another four hours of hard hardcore fans are going onto YouTube or that these apps to watch. Are you gonna? Do you have anything that's gonna blow well into that twelve hours and force yourself to be on the show, or is it just that you have potential? Because there's enjoy, a gazillion fuckers that have Swerve, potential. I did enjoy Swerve Strickland's crew. I just don't think that Strickland's going anywhere. Yeah. He's, he's working where he's at. He's working at. I'm, I'm not talking about Strickland. I just mean in general. He's Malcolm Bivens. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like, well, that boy, they could have been good. It's like, what? Well, 
you had a chance. But Malcolm Bivens also asked for his release, apparently. He was well. They offered him a, another contract, and he said, "I don't want it." He's got some. He's doing fucking stand up now. Good for him. Good for him. Do your own. Go do the other thing. Yeah. I don't well, really also... enjoy. I don't really enjoy having that live down in sweaty ass Tampa and uh, occasionally be on TV, like you know, once a month to do a promo. Otherwise, I'm fucking probably taking bumps as yeah, a fucking move manager. On. Yeah, move on. Well, the other. You know, back in the day, what would happen was, is you get all these mid carters and then they'd work for you for a few months, and then they go somewhere else and work. And if, you know, I mean, I think that we're so. I don't know what's going on with the indie scene. I don't know where these places are. I don't know who goes to indie shows. shows but if there's plenty of shows, but I haven't really been paying attention. I know, you know I'm sure goes there to are fucking shows like every weekend. All yeah, over. and if he's from Jersey, he lives near you. He yeah, to, he I know the guy. He drives up and down the fucking coast, and he goes to fucking shows. There's shows just outside of Trenton. Mia Yamashita is wrestling fucking in Trenton. Yeah. I want to go see her. I can go there. I was going to fly to Portland like a fucking dope to go see her. I could just drive across the fucking bridge, drive fucking an hour, and go see Mia Yamashita. You can wrestle yeah. all over the East Coast. There's all these dumb little fucking... And there's money to be made. There is. There's money to be made because people are showing up because people like wrestling. Yeah. Unless it's CZW. Then I don't like it. There you go. <laughs> Final thoughts, Brandon? Anything we missed? No, you guys are going to uh, Weyerbacher? Oh, we are. We're going uh, next Friday. We're taking a cruise up to oh, Easton, PA. Good old Easton. Is it this Friday or next Friday? It's this Friday. This Friday. This Friday, Chris. I texted uh, you. No, no, I know. Uh, he said, said next Friday, Friday, and I thought no, it was next coming, Friday. You this Friday. Me. I knew it was this Friday. I got All scared. Right. You said it. Sorry. You said it. If I did, if I did which I didn't, I'll listen to this. <laughs> is it this Friday? Yeah, this Friday, the 6th, May 6th, yeah, we'll be at Weyerbacher Brewing. We're going to go see some wrestling. And they only serve vegan food. Uh, we're going to fucking Yakos and Tops and eating some hot dogs. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Seriously, is it only vegan food? No, I think vegan's the option. Well, they they have like hey, we have options. vegan food. Don't bother coming because you ain't going to have shit to eat, boy. Make sure you bring your Vax card, Chris. You need a Vax card up there? Yeah, you do. Why? Because they're not letting anybody in without one. Well, I haven't been vaccinated since last year. What does that, that mean? I'm not boosted. Do you have a Vax card? Yes, it's on All my right. phone. Then you can sit in the car if we get up there. <laughs> did you get Did you get rid of that third ticket? Yeah, I did. Chris is not vaccinated with his third shot. You might have to take the ticket, Brandon, if you're down. I'm supposed, I have Philly's tickets. We're, we're supposed to go, but there's a chance at 3 p.m. on Friday I end up just driving up. Up where? Easton. Oh, it's sold out, dude. Like, legit sold out. Yeah, right. That's what they're saying. He keeps saying, we're sold the fuck out. Well, I'll take Chris's ticket. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we're going up there. If you guys are going up there, anybody listeners are going up to uh, Wire Rocker Brewing, I'll be there. I'll wear pink so you can see me. I'll have a pink T-shirt on. Everybody else will have a black one. I'll wear pink. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Chris? Nah, I'm out. Brandon? Now I'm good. Bye-bye now. Yeah, bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week and for joining us here every week in Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I am Jim, and we will be back here 
next week. Mm-hmm.